Real disaster begins immediately. Right in front of me is a GMC Sierra. And it's got a Florida license plate. It says Gentile. That's it. No numbers or anything. I just heard that the Trump administration wants to pull out of the Iranian nuclear deal that we have with them, which they've been upholding. And it seems like much of his policy is almost irrational. It mostly seems to be destructive, harmful to a lot of people, or potentially harmful, I should say. I have to get them. And it seems like the only thing the policies that they're promoting have in common are that they undo the stuff that President Obama did. And it kind of made me think about that whole thing with the Black Wall Street that I had heard about many years ago, actually, from the last poets. And it was somewhere in the Midwest, like Oklahoma or something, and... There's a thriving community out there, and they called it Black Wall Street. They had a lot of money. I believe they were involved in banking. Ironically, they helped underwrite the uh, making of uh, Birth of a Nation, if I'm not mistaken. All of this now is stuff I had heard many years ago, and I have not followed up on. I think because I don't really want to read about it. But it's shown up again recently in discussions, and now I've heard that they actually had brought in airplanes to make sure, dropping bombs to make sure that nothing good survived there. That town was totally destroyed. There was carnage. Carnage. Scattered like tombstones across the landscape. Carnage. It was like any evidence of black success needed to be eliminated. It happened here in Florida in a place called Rosewood as well. There was a great documentary about that. Good site to find out more about Rosewood is called uh, Race with History. Interestingly, that occurred in 1923, which would have been two years after the destruction of Black Wall Street. Rather similar, too, as far as uh, sexual allegation and then riots. So I did a little research on uh, Black Wall Street. I ended up on theroot.com, which coincidentally was writing about it because... uh, While they said that the Nevada shooting was the largest mass shooting in American history, that's not really true. That occurred in the Black Wall Street, which was in Greenwood, Oklahoma, on June 1st, 1921. Who am I quoting here? Michael Harriet on theroot.com. On June 1st, 1921, white rioters looted and burned the black area of Tulsa, Oklahoma, known as Black Wall Street. Angry at the economic...
success of blacks in the area. The area became known as Black Wall Street because of the number of successful businesses and wealthy black inhabitants. White Tulsans accused a black man of raping a girl and attacked the area. White citizens used dynamite and planes to bomb the city, leaving more than 8,000 people homeless. Eyewitness accounts charged that the vast majority of the people killed. Estimates range from 80 to 300 died because the city's law enforcement officers deputized every able-bodied white man and handed out weapons from the city's armory. Then he quotes a historian, Scott Greensworth, goes back and quotes a white bricklayer named Laurel G. Buck. He's one of the people sworn in as a special deputy. And a police officer told him, get a gun and get a nigger. Though there's been no official death toll, most historians agree that the count was about 250 hard to make it official because a lot of the African Americans were buried in mass graves and others just fled the city. And not a single person was convicted of any crime. It seems like a crime in itself. But then again, we're living in a world where people think the solution to bad guys with guns is good guys with guns after it's been repeatedly disproved. when the good, the bad guy with a gun was just recently a good guy with a gun until he had an unfortunate turn of events, perhaps psychological or perhaps financial, emotional, and he's got 23 firearms, military grade. I could get my hands on uh, some equipment there, very similar to what Mr. Paddock had. I believe his name was Stephen Paddock. Maybe better known as the uh, Las Vegas mass murderer. Yeah, so obviously, Trump is not the first person to try and erase successful black people from history. Because I was reminded when I was reading about how they're going to restore the name of a bridge in Tampa, Florida that was named in the honor of Fortune Taylor, a freed slave who amassed more than 30 acres near downtown Tampa after the Civil War. They had changed the name of this bridge to Laurel Street Bridge when they changed the name of the street. In the 1960s, during the Civil Rights era, just recently, they've decided to return the name of the bridge to Fortune Street Bridge, which, as I had mentioned before, was named after Fortune Taylor. 
a successful black woman. And an ex-slave to boot. And then soon after running across this article in the Tampa Bay Times, I was listening on the radio and I thought how Miami's black neighborhoods were broken apart and actually leveled and destroyed when uh, I-95 went through. And then that reminded me of stories I'd heard from members of the black community in Tampa about the same thing happened to their neighborhoods. They weren't necessarily wealthy or successful, but they were long established and reasonably healthy neighborhoods when they put in uh, I-75. And then today, when I was going through the Tampa Bay Times again, I read about uh, the situation of what happened to the folks that lived where Tropicana Field, the home of the Tampa Bay Rays, they destroyed a neighborhood then, too, um, or at least a large chunk of it, in order to put in the stadium and then the related parking lots. And there was promises of economic development that would be generated by that, which somehow just never came about. And it just seems, you know, once you start thinking about something and you become aware of it, you realize that it's been around you the whole time. It's had a Bader-Meinhof phenomena. And then I read today that Donald Trump is trying to change the name of a mountain in Alaska back to Mount McKinley after President Obama named it Denali which is the word the native Alaskans. It's a, from the native Alaskan language that means peak, which seems perfectly appropriate. But in his, what appears to be his endless quest to undo everything a successful black man has done, Trump has not let up for a moment. I mean, because we also, not only do we have to deal with the... ACA, Affordable Care Act, and as I mentioned before, um, well, and as we know, he's also been trying to undo, well, he did un, try to undo the Iranian Arms Agreement, also the Climate Change Accord, which I don't know if he'll have enough power to do it, but he's trying and his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, is trying to undo the criminal justice reform. He was trying to make sentencing a little bit more equal. And uh, regarding the drug war, he was trying to make it so that it was a little bit more effective. Because that's pretty much failed since the 70s. And let's also not forget the uh, DACA program which is delayed actions for childhood arrivals, you know, for people that were brought here with, you know, without any motivation of their own, brought here by their parents, wants to undo that as well. And it doesn't seem to benefit America very much, but it does seem to uh, <clears throat> play to the racist right. ones that just can't seem to stomach the thought of a black man 
doing good things and being successful. Oh yeah, I also I also heard today on a Richard Wolf's economic update program. This woman was talking about black co-ops in New York City that uh, had difficulty getting bank funding, which couldn't they couldn't help but have brought to mind the fact that, you know, the redlining in neighborhoods, whereas if you were black, you were not going to be able to get a mortgage because that was not a black neighborhood or a mixed neighborhood. It was a white neighborhood. So if you were black, you were going to have a very difficult time getting any funding from the banks. It's really almost getting boring at this point. Can't you know, to say I'm outraged would be an exaggeration. I'm just more quietly disgusted. Disappointed. Really disappointed. Some ideas die hard. It seems like bad ideas die harder than good ideas. So all of this has been a little bit depressing, so I'm about ready to wind this up. I promise the next one will be more fun. But I'm going to close with a quote from an old Texas Democrat. Long-term American politician named Sam Rayburn. And he said, Any jackass can kick down a barn. But it takes a good carpenter to build one. Real disaster begins immediately. We're going to kill him. Die. Die, 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 die. We're impossible to even see it. We have no choice. No choice. Die, die. I'd like the Middle East when it comes to opioid epidemic. We have to repeal care. I'd like the Middle East. We can repeal care. I'd like the Middle East. Die. Let's get going. Die, die, die.